Backpaint has become a multi-million dollar industry full of businessmen and women eager to take your money. And if you listen till the end, I'll give you the basic tools and the long-term solution to take back control for yourself. Every year, people in North America will be searching for solution to their back pain, which affect 80% of the population or more than 800,000 people annually with multiple and uncertain causes. The industry of pain like to sell you a better mattress, a better alignment of your vertebrae, a lack of supplements, in short, a specific unique solution to a complex problem. I mean, how could the bag be that complex? It's only two words. The back is a load-bearing structure comprised of small and large muscle and ligament groups commonly involved in sprain strain following work-related accident or wrong moves. There are also rib vertebrae articulations associated with pain on deep inspiration, joint structures of the low back causing localized or radiating pain to the buttocks or the leg often referred to as sciatica. Then there's morning stiffness linked to spinal degeneration or osteoarthritis. Finally, intervertebral disc, the shock absorber that can also herniate. The complexity of the component of the back present a very difficult challenge with accurate diagnosis and subsequent treatment plan. And it's not even enough by itself. Anatomical, psychological, biological, and socioeconomical risk factors can increase the likelihood of back-related problems. Some examples of anatomical risk factors are an increase in workload, an increase in prolonged sedentary position, the rapid increase of a new physical activity, accident, trauma, spinal degeneration, or hernia. Psychological risk factors include accumulated stress, anxiety, depression, and fatigue. Finally, nutrition, sleep, smoking, and socioeconomic environment can increase or decrease the chances of having a back episode with discomfort, sensitivity, pain, or the inability to stand up straight. Another thing that the health industry loves to prey on are fears. And you've probably heard that flexing your spine is dangerous. A great example are people who will bend with their knee constantly to avoid bending with their back to reach light or heavy object because someone told them to stop doing that entirely. Over time, removing certain range of motion will only increase sensitivity and decrease endurance gradually over the years. Your body is capable of accomplishing impressive feats if you give it the chance to work gradually. Finally, it is scaring people with common diagnosis. For example, studies have shown that by the age of 50, 80% of people who do not have back pain have signs of disc degeneration. That is, signs indicating a deterioration of the quality of the discs. This is also the case for disc protrusions, which can be present in people who do not have back pain. Medical imaging methods should only be used to answer pre-established clinical questions. And just having pain in the back is not sufficient justification. The role of a medical doctor, a doctor of chiropractic, is to assess your health through history, vital tests, neurological tests, and orthopedic tests to better understand your situation. And if through all of that there are bells ringing with unresolved questions that points us toward a high potential for fracture, a high level of joint or disc degeneration, which can cause compression on the spinal cord and the spinal nerves, an inflammatory autoimmune process such as arthritis and ankylosis spondylitis, or even referred pain to the back originating from the heart, lung, blood vessel, 
kidneys, and your genitals. It is important to clarify the situation to confirm or exclude differential diagnosis with the relevant diagnostic methods. If your back pain is not specific, a minor sprain, strain, it will be impossible to see additional evidence with x-rays or MRIs. But if we persist, all we might see are accidental discoveries that will have no positive impact on your health situation, such as evidence of mild to moderate osteoarthritis or hernias. And we could have done those medical imaging methods a few days prior to your pain and we would have seen the same thing. However, you would not have been in pain, asymptomatic with no clinical symptoms. Before we address the basic tool and the long-term solution, if you enjoyed this content, subscribe to the channel and don't forget to give us a like. But if you stayed till the end and you didn't like the information, leave us a comment or a dislike. To get rid of acute pain lasting less than 3 months or chronic pain lasting more than 3 months, the first step is to understand your condition, your pain. It is about finding a trusted professional to explain the extent of your diagnosis because if the pain is worrying or uncertain, it will never be a good pain and that will maintain negative information routes for pain that could last longer. Next is to eliminate position or movement that increases symptoms. If the body is sending warnings signals that the position or the movement is not tolerated, it must be respected. However, that doesn't mean stopping everything, as the final step is to keep moving if it doesn't cause pain and even if it is uncomfortable. And above all, letting pain guiding the recovery by testing limits progressively, thus teaching the brain through movement that it is possible to move without Pain. What if low back pain was more serious, attacking itself, creating dangerous inflammation to joints, turning ligaments into bone? For the vast majority of the population, low back pain is simply low back pain. But if you listen till the end, you'll understand how it could be dangerous with the most common sign and symptom and the medical test to properly diagnose it. Autoimmunity is a concept where your body attacks itself, and the list of condition is quite extensive. Here are some common examples. Rheumatoid arthritis, lupus disease, serum sickness, type 1 diabetes, Crohn's disease, multiple sclerosis. I'll focus on the rheumatoid condition, and if you want to know more, let me know in the comment section below. Attacks in rheumatology will mainly be caused by the body's own defensive cell on healthy tissues, resulting in an increased cellular activity, creating excessive bony depth in the joint. Their accumulation will gradually reduce the body's own movement by creating wave of painful inflammation. Conditions positive for the rheumatoid factor will be referred to as seropositive. However, some condition will not have a rheumatoid factor. And then you have to wonder, if it's negative, why are we still talking about rheumatoid conditions? This is because there are two broad categories of rheumatoid conditions, seropositive and seronegative conditions. Seronegative rheumatoid condition will also be brain inflammation but notably ankylosis which is a progressive fusion of ligaments surrounding joints and here are some common examples psoriasis arthritis enteropathic arthritis reactive arthritis and today's topic ankylosis spondylitis simply because it is one of the most common seronegative rheumatoid presentation affecting young men which frequently goes unnoticed and more astonishing when we realize that american and european statistics points to more than one percent of the population 
affected. More than 90% of cases will be positive for the protein HLA-B27, the human leukocyte antigen. The literature says that virtually all patients will have damage to the sacroiliac joint of the pelvis. And here are the six iconic signs and symptoms of this condition. Morning stiffness when waking up for more than 30 minutes, gradual loss of neck and back range of motions, low back pain near the pelvis that gets worse over the months and years, alternating left and right pain near the buttocks during the second part of the night. Finally, failure of conservative treatment like chiropractic and physical therapy in improving symptoms. Before mentioning the medical test to properly diagnose ankylosis spondylitis, if you've enjoyed the content, subscribe to the channel and don't forget to give us a like. But if you stay till the end and you didn't like the information, leave us a comment or a dislike. If you remember, we talked that inflammation brings joint changes with progressive ossification of ligaments. Therefore, radiography becomes a good, basic, inexpensive imaging method to begin investigation. Doctors of chiropractic and radiologists will look for evidence of inflammation, primarily around sacroiliac joints, as well as other signs important with this condition, like the bamboo spine, referring to the appearance of a bamboo branch in certain views of the lumbar region, referring to the ossification of the anterior and posterior ligaments, trolley tract sign related to the ossification of the supraspinatus and interspinatus ligaments, in addition to the facet joint capsule, resembling the track of a railway, and finally, dagger sign created by the ossification of the ligaments that connect the spinous processes. Along with x-rays exams, blood tests should also be ordered, looking for the absence of a rheumatoid factor, seronegative, but a positive result for the HLA-B27 protein. At this stage, your treating physician or doctor of chiropractic should have made the referral to the specialist for this type of condition, the rheumatologist, to receive proper care. Patient diagnosed with this condition will be able to better live with pain with medication along with daily physical activities. Because physical training, jogging, walking, swimming will make your muscular discomfort disappear and make your chronic persistent pain more tolerable. How to know if your ankle is fractured or simply injured. Here are the best signs to remember to tell the difference and if you stay till the end, I'll give you the best way to recover from home. The most common type of an ankle injury is a sprain. However, you may have heard the word strain thrown into the mix. To clarify, sprain with AP relates to ligament damage and strain with AT relate to muscle tear surrounding the ankle that will be classified in three grades depending on the severity. Before mentioning the signs, understand that the information that follows comes from the Canadian guidelines recommendation to prevent unnecessary x-rays for patients. And the following do not apply if the injured person is a child less than six years old, a pregnant woman, if this resulted in the loss of consciousness or is under alcohol intoxication. You'll find the link in the video description below. It is normal for an injured ankle to gradually hurt over time. However, it should not hurt anymore with the palpation of bones surrounding the ankle or the foot. If touching the lateral malleolus, the medial malleolus, as well as the bone in front of the foot causes significantly more pain, the chance of having a fracture is increased. The most important sign when it comes to ankle fractures is whether or not it was possible to walk after the injury. If right after the accident, it was impossible 
possible to take a few steps to be more precise for consecutive steps. As explained in the Canadian guidelines, the chance of having a fracture increases drastically. On the other end, a sprained ankle will gradually bring symptoms of pain during weight-bearing over time. Before I give you the best way to recover from a sprain at home, if you've enjoyed this content, subscribe to the channel and don't forget to give us a like. But if you stayed till the end and you didn't like the information, leave us a comment or a dislike. During the first week, give yourself time to rest and gradually start making small movement, if tolerated, to slowly initiate joint rehabilitation. After the first week, and even if it is uncomfortable, it is important to start progressive weight-bearing steps. Finally, try to introduce flexion and extension-based exercise at the knees, which will indirectly work on the range of motion of your ankles. And above all, let the pain guide your recovery. It's what are the five organs and the most common source of referred back pain. And if you stay till the end, I'll give you the most important sign that could save someone's life. It is first important to understand the three main classification of pain. Local pain is when the painful sensation is at the site of injury, such as hitting your head on the garage door. Uh, uh, what do I do? <laughs> Neuropathic is when the origin comes from a nerve damage with diffuse pain along its path. Finally, referred pain originating further away from the stimuli itself. Although we don't know exactly the mechanism surrounding referred pain, the most common theory is that this type of pain could have something to do with the embryonic sections during conception. And if you want to know more about this theory, let me know in the comment section below. For the vast majority of the population, the neck, more specifically, the facet joint of the cervical region are the most common causes of referred back pain. With patient experiencing pain points in the scapular region to the right or the left shoulder blade. Unlike a muscle knot, it will be impossible for them to isolate the pain point, as if the stimuli will quickly move away every time they try to approach it. This type of referred back pain is not dangerous and will resolve on its own after a couple of weeks or even faster with conservative care. The organs most likely to cause referred back pain are the heart, lungs, aorta, kidneys, and your genitals. Heart diseases such as heart attack, myocarditis, lung diseases such as the different types of lung cancers can give signs and symptoms of referred pain in the thoracic region of your back. Finally, diagnosis such as abdominal aortic aneurysm, kidney stone, or infection, sexually transmittable diseases could also cause referred pain to the lumbar region, your low back. Before I tell you the sign that could save someone's life, if you enjoyed this content, subscribe to the channel and don't forget to give us a like. But if you stayed till the end and you didn't like the information, leave us a comment or a dislike. When referred back pain is serious and severe, it is usually time that has control over the intensity of pain. Over time, it will get worse. And the most important thing is that your action, like laying down, standing, sitting, walking, will not have the capacity to influence it. Comparatively, when back pain is not too serious, it is your action and not time that will have the greatest impact on the intensity of pain, with times of day, position, or activities which may improve or worsen the intensity of symptoms. Can a vertebra be out of place? If so, can we realign it for you? Intrigue? Good! Because I'm going to answer both of these questions, and if you stay till the end, explain this scam often used to take your money.
Maybe it's something that you've experienced for yourself. You rolled out of bed wrong. You picked something off the floor or slipped on some ice causing neck and back pain. But to better understand what's happening, the right question would be, is your spine weak? And in order to answer that question, we need to understand what the spine does. The spine provides attachment for large muscle and ligament groups of your body, resulting in the stability needed for movement, and also providing protection for your vital organs and spinal cord. Since your spine must support movement and protect anatomical component most important for your survival, strength is therefore a necessity or your body would not be adaptable to stresses and injuries. Wrong moves, heavy lifting injuries, and minor accidents will not be able to move a vertebrae out of alignment and displace it. Vertebral fractures and dislocation resulting from intense traumas with high-speed car crashes with ejection, industrial workplace accident, a fall from heights, diving headfirst into a pool, or any blunt force injuries typically present itself with patient unable to move or with an intense feeling of painful instability. The belief that manipulation and adjustment corrects the problem by repositioning the displaced vertebrae conceptually makes a lot of sense for patients. Thinking that way likely helps them to better understand the relevance of chiropractic treatment because if it is displaced and we put it back, problem solved. Unfortunately, studies are clear. It is impossible to make anatomical changes in any direction with manipulation. The best that we can do with our hands is provide general movement that result in an audible also referred to as a crack that is completely unrelated to changing the alignment of your joints. The popping and the cracking sound is simply the release of gas in a high-pressured synovial environment. Before we address this scam, if you enjoyed this content, subscribe to the channel and don't forget to give us a like. If you stayed until the end and you didn't like the information that we provided, please leave us a comment or a dislike. The concept of realigning a displaced vertebrae is a scam. It works by creating dependence to the therapist, thus removing individual control and autonomy towards your personal health. Or sadly, other times, it is simply the lack of proper education. The objective of manual therapies, such as mobilization, manipulation, or adjustment, is to induce motion, initiate rehabilitation, and above all, reducing the intensity of your pain, allowing physical activities and freedom of movement progressively at home. All that being said, a true vertebral displacement exists like in the different types of spondylolisthesis, which can create a progressive anterior slippage of a vertebrae of the neck and the back. And no one should try to put it back into place. It's the three most common causes of neck pain and if you stay till the end, the sign and symptoms of referred neck pain from an ongoing stroke. What can cause neck pain? How to know if it's muscular, articular or even more serious? Cervical pain is probably the second most common reason for consultations after back pain. For some people, it will be following a car crash, after a wrong move, or simply after a bad night. The result will be patient associated with difficulties moving the neck or even with a crooked appearance for days or even weeks. Probably the most common reason of conservative care consultation are facet irritations, defined as a joint sensitivity on one side of the neck and 
aggravated by FC lateral movements on the same side as the irritation. It is also one of the most common causes of referred pain to the shoulder blade, the middle of the back. If you want to know more about referred back pain from organs or other regions, we have content for that on the channel. Joint irritations, stiff necks, are often confused with torticollis. However, torticollis are extremely rare. And when it's not an irritation, patients will have severe spasms associated with a pseudotorticollis. Pseudotorticollis are differentiated from torticollis by a normal appearance of the neck without a lateral or a rotational deviation due to muscle spasm of the SCM muscle, the sternocleidomastoid muscle, severely reducing the range of motion of the neck. For less fortunate people, a true torticollis will bring a head deviation noticed by a lateral flexion combined with an opposite rotation away from the muscle spasm. Those two conditions will primarily be idiopathic, meaning unclear initial onset, and unlike a sprain strain, which will have a significant traumatic trigger. Cervical sprain strain, also referred to as cervical whiplash syndrome, will mainly be associated with an history of road accident, causing minor or major damage to ligaments and muscle fibers. Damaged tissues will create temporary inflammation along with painful neck movements in most common directions. Studies on mild to moderate cervicalgia tell us that pain will resolve on its own without any treatments. Within a couple of weeks or even faster following a consultation with a doctor of chiropractic, conservative care treatment, and a specific clinical exercise protocol. Before giving the urgent sign of referred neck pain from an ongoing stroke, if you enjoyed this content, subscribe and don't forget to give us a like. If you stayed till the end and you didn't like the information, leave a comment. Referred neck pain from a stroke is a serious medical condition with patients needing a fast referral to the emergency department. That means being on the lookout for neck pain associated with intense headaches or migraines primarily controlled by time, in which the intensity of symptoms will gradually increase over time, regardless of your actions. In other words, you have neck pain and headaches and no matter what you do, you will not have the capacity to influence the intensity of symptoms. Other iconic signs of stroke will be linked to the BFAST mnemonic. B for balance issues, E for eyesight changes, F for facial drooping, A for arm weaknesses, S for speech and pronunciation difficulties, finally T time to call 911. Pinch nerve causing neck and back pain doesn't exist. The signs and symptoms of a damaged nerve and one condition needing fast medical attention. It's the first year of high school. Class started a few minutes ago and it's already hard to stay awake. Leaning on one hand with the elbow slowly moving to the edge of the table when suddenly intense pain start spreading from the arm to the hand, followed by a wave of temporary unpleasant numbness. For a millisecond, the ulnar nerve got caught between structures of the arm, namely the medial epicondyle condyle junction of the humerus against the corner of the study table, creating intense radicular sensations. These are roughly the symptoms of a compressed nervous fiber. The popular belief that pain points in the neck, in the middle of the back, on deep inspiration, or in the lower 
feedback is the result of a pinch or a compressed nerve is simply just wrong. But if it's not a pinch nerve causing the pain, then what is? Pain and pain perception is a very complex subject and there will be more content in the future. In the meantime, to put it simply, the brain has ways to protect itself from dangers and injuries to anatomical structures, muscle tension, discomfort, pain points, and even regional functional deficit causing intense spasm, making movement difficult or even impossible are ways mainly aimed to motivate preventive action so that we avoid position and movement temporarily and not exacerbate joints, ligaments, or muscles which could progressively create injuries. Okay, fine. Pain points are not pinched nerves and often serve as warning signals, but what would be the real sign of nerve compression? Before that, if you enjoyed this content, subscribe to the channel and don't forget to give us a like. Signs and symptoms of a nerve injury will correlate with the loss of its sensory, reflex, and motor functions. The inability to feel a segment of your body, constant or transient feelings of pins and needles are one of the signs of a nerve lesion. Difficulties using the affected extremity is also another sign with patients not being able to lift their arm or to walk on heels and toes for a couple of steps. Finally, absent or severely reduced reflexes is also a clinical sign that doctors of chiropractic and medical doctors will test to confirm differential diagnosis. Conditions associated with nerve damage are severe hernias and osteoarthritis, thoracic outlet syndrome, sciatica, and stinger burners following accident creating significant lesions to nerve exiting the spine, the cervical or lumbar plexus, or even peripheral nerves. Cauda equina syndrome involving a dangerous compression of the spinal cord with the inability to fill one's crotch and continence, urinary retention, and motor deficit in both legs, which would require fast medical attention not to lose these functions forever. Here are five misconceptions about health. Pain is injury and inflammation. Perfect exercise position are preventing injuries. Leg unevenness causing long-term problems. Treatments are needed to heal an injury and to stop being in pain. Did you know that the majority of people have leg length asymmetries and that the current literature is still incapable to clearly demonstrate a causal link with other neuromusculoskeletal problems like ankles, knees, hips, and back pain. Furthermore, orthopedics heel pads to correct its imbalance or to improve pain symptomology should not be recommended to patient due to the lack of scientific evidence backing its use in clinical settings. There is no such thing as a perfect exercise position to prevent injuries. They can teach them in gyms by PTs and coaches to maximize load tension on the particular muscle group but will not prevent injuries because daily activities are not static but instead chaotic and unpredictable demanding constant muscle and range of motion adaptations to perform injuries do not occur following a bad position but instead comes from a mismanagement at physical load progression too much too fast too soon the third one might surprise a lot of people, but you don't need us to heal as it will happen regardless of conservative care consultation with physical therapist or doctor of chiropractic. There are currently no scientific evidence to support the opposite at the moment. Functional deficit and reduced range of motion following complete healing is generally the result of inactions born out of fears by not letting the pain guiding the recovery. That being said, consultation with us 
should focus on crucial information, guidance, and pain reduction so that patients can take back control for themselves. Pain does not mean injury. Understanding that regional sensitivity, muscle tension, and pain can coexist and persist for months and years even after everything has been healed with completely normal x-rays and MRIs. One analogy that I like to use is the alarm system. Trauma history and previous pain episode will be risk factors easily triggering the internal alarm system if patients do not take back control for themselves with progressive return to sensitive movements and activities. Taking back control will over time create tolerance to movement and decrease the alarm system sensitivity progressively. Before explaining why pain does not mean inflammation, if you enjoy this content, subscribe and don't forget to give us a like. Finally, some misguided therapists and patients still use the inflammation analogy to explain the presence of pain. Pain does not mean inflammation and inflammation does not mean pain. Articular inflammation will be present following accident like sprain, strain, and will be necessary for tissue healing. Contrary to the popular beliefs, constant inflammation will only be present with autoimmune and rheumatology-related conditions. It is very important to stop using all those myths because they can create progressive toxic therapist dependence and promote persistent chronic pain pathways by de-responsibilizing and impeding patients' autonomy. Top 10 knee conditions associated with pain during physical activity and one rare anatomical anomaly. At number 9, knee strains following sport accident forcing the joint into hyperflexion or hyperextension, affecting the posterior and anterior cruciate ligament respectively, but also direct trauma to the side affecting opposite collateral ligament. Associated sign and symptoms are an unstable joint, difficulties bearing weight and local edema, complete or partial ruptures of those ligaments following impact or overstretching requires an MRI to properly diagnose. At number 9, meniscal tears are basically damaged knee joint pillows, the shock absorber, that can develop over time due to repetitive motion abuse from excessive sport activities or obesity as a risk factor. Associated sign and symptoms are locking of the joint, pain when weight-bearing, edema, and pain reduction with full knee extensions, requiring an MRI to confirm the diagnosis and the severity of the meniscal tears. At number 8, Plica syndrome is a synovial membrane irritation presenting with intermittent pain in front of the knee, cracking and snapping sounds during activity or following prolonged sitting and standing positions. Diagnosis is made by process of elimination, which is considered a diagnosis of exclusion. At number 7, the IT band syndrome likely has little to do with the IT band itself, which is a connective tissue located along the side of the hip, but it is identified as lateral knee pain at its insertion point that is associated with running and can be diagnosed clinically without special imaging studies. 
At number six, papillitis syndrome is pain sensitivity of a triangular muscle located behind the knee. Pain is typically worse when going downhill or simply when palpating the muscle. Like previous conditions, only orthopedic tests are needed to properly diagnose. At number five, pes ensuring bursitis tendinopathy is inflammation of the bursa or tendons at the inside aspect of the knee. It is the result of overuse or sudden injury creating localized pain and edema which is diagnosed with orthopedic tests alone. At number four, patellar subluxation and dislocation is when the kneecap bone is forced out of the femoral groove and is typically displaced laterally, following rapid direction changes during sport, resulting in a mild displacement, subluxation, or a severe displacement, dislocation of the kneecap, with patients having difficulties bearing weight with a visible kneecap shift along with edema and pain. At number three, sending larsen johansson syndrome is a traction injury of the patellar tendon presenting as progressive localized pain at the inferior part of the kneecap and is typically seen in children that participate in excessive sport regimen, requiring x-rays only if an avulsion fractures is also suspected. At number two, Osgood-Schlatter disease is also a traction injury at its attachment point on the tibia that is commonly seen in growing children athletes, causing progressive localized pain and a visible bump. Like the previous one, it is diagnosed clinically or with radiography if an avulsion fracture is suspected. Before revealing the last condition, if you've enjoyed this content, subscribe to the channel and don't forget to give us a like. At number one is a frequently missed condition, bringing posterolateral knee pain with going downstairs or with cross-leg position called fabella syndrome. The fabella is a small sesamoid accessory bone that is not always present in the population, in its both cartilaginous or bony states, which if present, be located at the back of the knee near the lateral condyle of the femur. Radiography will only be needed to diagnose if the bone is already ossified or MRI if it is in its cartilaginous state. Hi everyone, chiropractor here, and today we'll discuss the five conditions causing elbow pain that have multiple causes from excessive repetitive movement, sport injuries following bad management at physical load progression, direct traumas, and jerk moves. And if you stay till the end, I'll explain an important pediatric condition causing possible bone necrosis. Lateral and medial epicondylitis is a tendon sensitivity, irritation, or inflammation of the forearm, namely the extensors and the flexors of the wrist that attach proximally to the humerus via the lateral and the medial epicondyle respectively. It is associated with manual work and with excessive repetitive wrist and forearm movements.
The result will be patient with episodic or constant pain, increased with palpation, or with some wrist and hand movements. The diagnosis is made from orthopedic tests alone, and treatment involves temporary cessation of movement or aggravating position, rest, and muscular tolerance re-education. Tricep tendinitis or olecranon bursitis is an irritation, inflammation of the tricep tendon or the bursa located behind the elbow, resulting from direct traumas or excessive repetitive movement, causing transient or constant pain, increase with flexion and extension, range of motion restriction, and tenderness to palpation. The diagnosis is made by orthopedic test alone, and treatment will be similar to the previous condition with muscle strengthening and temporary cessation of aggravating movements. Posterior elbow impingement syndrome is a posterior joint tenderness or an irritation combined with audible like cracking with extension movement of the elbow. Risk factors are repetitive manual work and direct traumas to the back of the elbow. Associated signs and symptoms are pain with rapid extensions, joint locking, and reduced range of motions. The diagnosis requires mainly orthopedic tests or x-ray imaging if joint mice are suspected. That being said, treatment option generally revolve around rest and musculoarticular re-education. Radial subluxation, also referred to as nurse-made elbow, is a displacement of the radius outside of its supporting ligament caused by severe traction to the forearm, resulting in kids being unable to stop protecting the affected elbow, unable to open a door when asked, or to pick an object of desire, cookies, chocolate, and favorite toys. Diagnosis is made following a clinic evaluation and treatment is done quickly with a replacement maneuver by doctors of chiropractic or by medical doctors in the emergency room. Before addressing the final condition affecting children resulting in possible bone necrosis, subscribe to the channel and don't forget to give it a like. Osteochondritis of the elbow historically affect children between 5 and 10 that plays baseball. It is caused by a vascular disorder that can lead to bone necrosis, meaning the death of regional bony tissue. Kids will present with elbow pain combined with range of motion deficit and joint crackles. Diagnosis of this condition requires medical imaging methods such as x-rays and MRIs to clarify the extent of the condition and the appropriate treatment plan. However, the initial treatment will generally be the cessation of sporting activities for a few weeks up to a few months. Hi everyone, Chiropractor here. Kana Equana syndrome is a severe nerve compression that can cause permanent functional deficits to legs and bodily functions. If you stay till the end, you'll learn the signs and symptoms that could save someone's sex life. Cauda equana syndrome is the compression of multiple nerve branches that hang down below the bottom part of the spinal cord, called conus medullaris. Like a horsetail, hence the name cauda equana, these nerves provide motor and sensory information to the lower limbs, as well as control of the bladder and genital functions. Typically, compression of the cauda equana is due to a space-occupying lesion. Congenital neurological abnormalities, like spina bifida, which 
which is a lack of closure of the spinal column, spinal tumors like osteosarcoma, ewing sarcoma, or chondrosarcoma, infection of the spinal cord creating localized inflammation or the formation of cysts, traumas causing fractures, dislocation or blood accumulation, and finally spinal stenosis from a high level of joint degeneration affecting the elderly. All of them can progressively or rapidly take more and more space in the spinal column that could result in a cauda equina syndrome. Although the most likely cause is a massive herniated disc, it is rare. So please keep in mind that the majority of lumbar disc herniation do not cause any symptoms or pain. When evaluation of symptoms suggests cauda equina syndrome, the next stop should be the emergency room or prompt imaging studies, like an MRI or a CT myelography. Before mentioning the symptoms that could save someone's sex life, if you enjoyed this content, subscribe to the channel and don't forget to give us a like. Cauda equina syndrome's signs and symptoms will reflect the loss of function of affected nerve by the space-occupying lesion. Appearance of one of these symptoms with or without low back pain will require fast referral to the emergency room for an appropriate medical evaluation. At number 1, saddle anesthesia, which is the loss of sensory function between the legs, buttocks, groins, genital, bladder, rectum. Number 2, motor deficit like being unable to use both legs and finally at number three bodily function deficit like incontinence urinary retention and progressively worsening penile erections important points to remember cara equana syndrome can present in different ways for different people low back pain and any changes in bowel or bladder functions sexual dysfunction weakness in both legs and being unable to feel any sensation between the legs all of these presentation need medical evaluation don't wait a day or two hoping it will get better the use of legs bowel bladder and genitals depends on it hi everybody chiropractor here did you know that essential oils will solve all your health problem and will detoxify your body preventing any illnesses because the lies surrounding their supposed benefits are almost as impressive as the horror history surrounding their creator stay until the end and you'll understand the links between essential oil government investigation murder and a cure for cancer do you know the concept of snake oil salesmen? In the 1800s, snake oils were used to cure all illnesses. I'm going to burst the bubble. It was a scam and it never worked. These were generally dishonest people offering a miracle solution to a complex health problem that the current medicine had no solution. You'll realize that it is still a method present today. So the term snake oil salesman refers to anyone offering a simple solution to treat an infinite number of medical condition that is not based on scientific evidence. Just like the creator of essential oil, Mr. Gary Young. To sell a useless product, it takes a story, a myth, a legend. Just a bit like the liver king with his diet made of more than $10,000 of steroids and growth hormones, prehistoric and natural every month. Primals, I don't touch this stuff, not gonna touch this stuff, never touch this stuff. Yes. Steroids. Similarly, the creator of essential oil knew that to sell useless products, you need a miraculous story. 
So his story was that despite of medical doctors, his essential oil would have allowed Mr. Young to cure his paralysis and to start walking again. Now that Gary has an impressive story, it is time to find a distribution method. Creating a pyramidal company to share his story and its product called Young Living Essential Oil. And I will come back to it at the end. Because his first company were less impressive but way more dangerous. Like the Golden Six Health Club which he initially created to cure all illnesses that did not help any people and failed at saving his child's life. In 1982, Mr. Young attempted to give birth to his child by himself in a fountain at his clinic, having no education or medical capacity to perform a safe delivery. His action caused the death of his baby after leaving him submerged underwater from the fountain for more than an hour. At that time, it was brushed off as an accident until a secret investigator assigned to this case was literally asked by Mr. Young to give birth to another child and cure her mother's cancer. This earned him a short stay in prison, which gave him just enough time to think about his next businesses, which was going to be set up in Mexico. Shortly after his release from prison, Mr. Young moved from the United States to Mexico to create a new health center to cure people with cancers using substances that were banned in the United States. Right after this, he decided to create a medical center in California to act as a doctor and to treat illnesses of vulnerable people. It did not last very long as he returned to prison for illegally practicing medicine without a license. And once again, the time spent in prison allowed him to start thinking about his next scam, which still make a lot of money today even after his death. By calling himself a naturopathic doctor, which does not exist, and a nutritionist with a fake diploma received by mail. Based on a miracle of being saved from paralysis called Young Living Essential Oil. If you enjoyed this content so far, subscribe to the channel and don't forget to give us a like. Young Living Essential Oil is now a company that sells much more than just essential oil and operates similar to Pyramidal Scheme, also referred to as MLM, multi-level marketing, which are illegal because they create financial disaster for more than 90% of vulnerable people who decides to enter this business model. And it deserves a complete video just on this company. To give it positive points, contrary to what you could see online, they do not promote extreme health claim like curing cancer, autism, multiple sclerosis, Parkinson, etc. Instead, they now focus on common health issues, probably because it makes them more money, such as acne, burns, cold, cough, digestive health issues, eczema, headaches, and joint pain. Unfortunately, there is no scientific evidence to support the use of essential oil to treat any health problems. Important points to remember. There will always be snake oil salesmen offering a miracle solution to vulnerable people. Avoid pyramidal scheme and essential oil should only be used to create an atmosphere during massage or at home if you have no medical contraindication and if you can safely secure them away from children. If you want to know more, if you have any other question, leave a comment and I'll be quick to reply. Because a well-informed person is a person in control of their own health.